BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is why every company needs a business valuation. Joining us today is BDR head coach, Kevin Knott. Prior to joining BDR, Kevin worked as a commercial banker, held various corporate finance positions, and was also the owner of an HVAC company. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Well, we are glad to have you here. And just uh, for our listeners, can you give us a little background about what you do at BDR? Primarily, I work with clients to help them uh, increase the profitability and the growth of their business. We work on uh, everything from the from the sales side to uh, the internal operations of the business, how to process paperwork efficiently and effectively. So we really really work on the whole gamut of improving the the quality and quantity of of the profits in a business. Beautiful. And am I right in in saying that at one point in your career trek, uh, you were a professor? That is correct. That in in a in a prior life, I actually uh, taught business management classes at the at the college level. So uh, something that uh, I actually really enjoy. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that seems like a wonderful background for one of our BDR coaches to have. That coming from a place of teaching uh, and, and sharing that information. So I, I love that about your background. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into our topic today. Um, we're here to talk about why every company needs a business valuation. And you're BDR's uh, internal business valuation expert. So my first question to you just for those that may not have a lot of familiarity with business valuation, what is a business valuation and, and why is it needed? Okay, a business valuation is uh, a calculation to determine what a business would be worth if a person uh, wanted to sell their business. Uh, it's, uh, but it's, it goes much further than that. It's also a good uh, starting point for, to understand where I am today as opposed to where I'm going to be in the future, what should be my path, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, and it's typically when we do a business valuation, uh, we're going to take, we'll talk about this a little bit, maybe a little bit later, but we're going we're gonna to gather data and we're going to uh, determine the, uh, how the company's going, their momentum, profitability, and things like that. And we're going to try to come up with what uh, what the business would be worth based on the information that we've been provided with. Um, in in a complex method, the a business would be valued based on the net present value of future cash flows. Now, that's somewhat of a complex um, calculation, and most uh, small businesses don't go through that. We don't have the data to do that, so we use what's called the multiplier method, and so we we look at the net profits of a business, and based on how a business scores in certain categories, we determine what the multiplier of those earnings would be, uh, typically somewhere between zero and five, and that becomes the value of the value, and then we establish a range, plus or minus 5% of that, 
to allow for sub subjectivity in some of the responses that we've received. Okay. Uh, yeah, you had my head spinning there when you went into net present value of future <laughs> cash flows. So uh, I'm glad we've got something maybe a little more focused and simpler than that. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, is a business valuation, is that just something you do when you're ready to sell your business? Or um, what's the, the time frame that you would look at that? Okay, good question. I think that's probably when most people are thinking about it. But realistically, uh, a valuation has many applications. Uh, one of the the, un, the least utilized ones and one that's very important is if I'm going to apply for a bank loan. Uh, a lot of businesses are looking for an operating line of credit, and they don't have really the a good method of of showing the bank what the business is really worth. So evaluation would be extremely valuable for somebody who's going to go in and, and get a bank loan. Uh, if we're gonna start a new strategic direction, uh, we wanna know, was this a good choice? And so we'll uh, value the business at the beginning of the uh, strategic initiative. And then we can, along with milestones along the way, we can, uh, we can measure how well we've done. And then, uh, Realistically, as an owner, as a former owner of the business, I'm always interested in what my business is worth. And I believe that uh, every five years, a business should have a valuation done. Uh, that way they can see the progress. If they've been in business five years and the business has not increased in value much, uh, there's an indication that we've got some things that need to be changed within the business. So I, I would say, you know, at least every five years, maybe more frequently if, if there's a lot of change going on. Interesting. Um, it sounds like it's really more uh, of a strategic planning tool almost versus just putting a dollar sign on, on something for a, a single point in time. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, a lot of people do this with their homes. They'll, uh, you know, they'll frequently go to Zillow or something like that, and they, they want to see what's happened to the value of their home. They're not necessarily in the market to sell their home, but it's a it's a feeling of comfort and it maybe it's part of our our retirement plan just to know uh, how much we have in assets so i think there's many reasons why an owner might want to do business valuation that go far beyond uh, wanting to sell the business today uh, i love that analogy to to zillow and, and real estate that that rings so true to me of just somebody with a home going on there like oh well today my my house is up five thousand bucks that's awesome um i was kind of thinking too of if, if you've ever done your taxes on turbo tax as you as you're going through the tax process you you can see your refund it, it, it goes up it goes down depending on on the information you're putting in there so um yeah interesting that that uh looking at this from the perspective of more than just at the point of selling the business so Let's let's dive a little bit deeper now into um, what that valuation actually entails. Um, what are some of the the points that you would look at in a business valuation? Well, there's the, obviously the key the key driver is going to be our profit, and uh, the term we use is EBITDA. And I'll just real quickly that's that's your net profit before. Uh, interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. And, and what that 
calculation really is, is you're trying to figure out how much cash is this business generating. So we subtract out of it um, those elements that really don't aren't cash related. But for all practical purposes, we look at the net profit of the business. And that's the starting point. And then we go say, okay, uh, what do we need to do to increase the value? And that's where the multiplier comes in. And so there's several areas that we look at. So we're looking at revenue trends. Uh, is the revenue increasing? Uh, our gross profit percentages, how are they re re relative to the industry standards? Same thing with net profit. What's the size of the company? Uh, a, a larger company is more attractive in the market than a smaller company is. Uh, what's our mix of work? Uh, are we doing uh, retail work? Uh, I, I, we might call it consumer direct work, whether it's uh, you know residential or like commercial. Are we dealing directly with owners, or are we doing construction, new construction, or remodeling, things like that? Um, what okay. is the market area we're serving? I'm oh, sorry, Matt. What's the market area we're serving, and and what does our management look like? So those are those are key elements that we would look look at in valuing a business. Sure. Well, I just wanted to dive a little deeper on one of those that you mentioned that you said a larger company is more attractive. Why, why is that? There's more momentum with a larger company. Typically, a larger company would have more structure in place. Uh, they might have more employees. And right now, employees are, are one of the key reasons that people are buying and selling businesses, uh, especially in uh, the trades uh, you know, world where there are just not a lot of, of new uh, employees coming into the trades. And so uh, for an, in order for a business to grow, they may need to acquire an, another business. And a, a, a sole proprietor uh, is really not very attractive to, uh, to a buyer, whereas a, a company that has multiple employees and maybe multiple departments uh, has more momentum and more employees and therefore the, the value would be higher. Yeah, and I could see too that if, uh, if a company has a management structure in place and, and someone wants to buy that, the, the owner might be looking at that and say, okay, this is great. I won't have to go in and do everything. There'll be people there that can do the job. I can just run the company versus buying a smaller company where they're gonna have to really get their hands dirty in everything. Absolutely. And, and I, years ago, I, I used to teach seminars for uh, contractors renewing their licenses and the continuing education classes. And I taught some business management classes. And uh, after one of the classes, I had a, an older gentleman come up. I say older, he's probably about my age uh, that I am now. But <laughs> back in those days, he was an older gentleman. And he came up to me and he says, hey, you know, just roughly, what do you think my business is worth? And so I asked him a few questions and come to find out he was a sole proprietor. He'd been in business for 40 years as a sole proprietor. And I had to tell him his business really had no value at all. Mm -hmm. um, because if he walks away from the business, there is no business. He is the business. So you're absolutely right, Matt. Having management in place is key because the owner can walk away from the business and the business continues to operate. Wow, and so that really ties into you know one of BDR's core philosophies about growing profitably, and and that to me really underlines that you have to grow if if you want to have a business that has the value and that you can really sell for a, a nice amount one day. Absolutely. Okay, so um, 
you kind of were, were were getting at this with your with your story there uh, about the older gentleman that that <laughs> that made me laugh too because I'm I'm kind of getting into that place where I'm shifted to be the older gentleman too. Um, somebody called me sir the other day and I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> oh me. Um, so can you can you ballpark a, a business valuation? Is that something you can do kind of off the cuff and say oh. Yeah, you're about there, or is it is it a more formal process? Yeah, it, it really is a more formal process. Uh, the the range on a ballpark um, sometimes can be way off of of what it really is, or we basically that's exactly what it is. It's a ballpark, and you know we've got a range. You know that we ballpark. Well, yeah, somewhere between two hundred thousand and seven hundred thousand. Well, that's a pretty big range, but that's really about all we can do when we ballpark something because there's so many factors involved. And the other thing that's really key about our business valuation is we don't we don't leave it at this is what your business is worth today. And we haven't even talked about that. We actually project out five years and we say if we have conservative growth in key areas of the financial statement and we have conservative growth in the factors that that comprise the multiplier so every year each of those factors is increasing what does that do over five years we did a evaluation for a company just uh, within the last couple of weeks and their their value today uh, was about three million dollars and with conservative changes in all of those areas in five years the business would be worth 16 million dollars wow and so that's something that you really can't do in a ballpark and that's so yeah we could give you an idea of what it's worth today but that really doesn't give you any direction as to what you should do with your business and this particular gentleman said wow you know he was ready to sell and he's (laughs) saying you know what i think i'm going to stick around for a couple more years and it completely changed his his life goal because he was able to see beyond just what the business is worth today. So that's one of the one of the benefits of our valuation report is that we give them that picture of what the business can be worth in the future. Oh yeah, I could see that would be incredibly motivating. Yeah, if you told me I had something that was worth three million today, and if I stayed and worked at it for five years, I could get sixteen million out of it. Heck yeah, I'm going to be excited and motivated. Now, you mentioned that that BDR uh, does business valuations. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the business valuation report that we have and and the process? Yes. So uh, let's talk just a little bit about what the information that we gather, and then we can talk a little bit about how that's presented to uh, the client in the report. So, so we're looking at three years of performance, and a key element of that is going to be tax returns. And this is something that BDR has talked about for a long time, but a lot of people don't get until they get to this point. The tax returns are are what we say is set in stone. That's what the owner reported to the IRS that they made. If they hid personal expenses in their financial statements for the last five, six years, uh, they've reported less income than what the business could have achieved otherwise. And so 
we've talked about that uh, if you take if you take a dollar out of the business for personal use, it can cost you five dollars on the sale, and that is so true because if your business has a multiplier of five, but your earnings is a dollar less because you took something out, um, your business is worth five dollars less. So we we want tax returns, we want corresponding departmental financial statements because we want to see the mix of the business. We want to see the gross profit. We want to see where there are opportunities for improvement. Um, we will want, obviously want balance sheets as part of that as well. Okay. There's a short questionnaire that we have them complete and I won't go through all the information on there, but basically it gives us key information about the business so that we understand how the business operates, the management, uh, you know, the organizational chart and things like that. And then we compile that and we create the reports that we, we talked about. We show um, what it's worth today, and we show what it could be worth five years from now. Uh, each year, as it progresses, we show the multipliers. We show how the multiplier was calculated, the areas that we're measuring, where the company scored today in those areas. And then we show them how the score increases over five years. And then we show each year how, the, how it progresses. We have charts and graphs that show the key information about the company. Uh, and then we, we also provide um, some um, general uh, instructions or general areas where they could focus to increase the value of the business. Okay, so it's, it's a valuation plus a lot more. And I love that portion of here's how you can get this thing even better and, and have a better value over time and, and showing identifying those opportunities that's something i've not heard of in the context of business valuation before that's pretty cool absolutely and we and we for us that's important because we are we are really focused on the success of our clients and uh, you know just telling them they can do it is one thing but um, we really focus on helping them and being a partner with them and getting to where they want to be. Okay, so let me ask you this, Kevin. Um, so BDR has that resource um, now, and, and you know maybe there's a, the ballpark resource that, that people could get somewhere from a, a friend or, or, or somewhere. Is there something beyond, you know, um, are there professional value valuation experts out there? Uh, and when would somebody need to bring one of those in? So typically, if if the business is larger or more complex, um, it it would probably make sense to bring in uh, somebody who is uh, is going to go into more depth uh, than we do. Um, although I, I really believe that you know we certainly have the tools to do it, but I think that the buyer would probably ask for something maybe a little bit more in depth than than what we're providing. And I'm, I'm talking about, you know, if you're talking about a 10 to $15 million company and you're going to be talking a significant amount of money for that appraisal. And that's one of the other advantages is that um, we try to keep our things, uh, our, our pricing where it's, it makes sense for the client. And so, mm -hmm. Uh, that would be the the big difference. There's a sub substantial amount of money that can be spent on a, on an appraisal if if someone wants to say eight you know eight ball eight ball in the corner pocket uh, those kinds of things. 
Okay. Uh, and and just as a follow-up, but there there sounds like there might be sometimes like if you're engaged with uh, a buyer for your company, you might have to bite that bullet and and bring in the the high level professional and and pay that you know whatever that amount is to to get that quote unquote seal of approval from from a professional valuation expert. Correct. Now now one thing that I think is important to um, add here is that we. We work real closely with a third-party um, certified uh, business uh, evaluator, and the processes that we are using are processes that he uh, endorses. And as we provide that valuation, that certified third-party uh, evaluator is going to give his stamp of approval to the valuation that we've done. So it isn't just BDR. Um, you know, throwing out numbers. And in some ways that would almost be a conflict of interest because we, someone comes into the beginning of the coaching program, we give them a valuation and five years later, they want to know what the business is worth and we do the valuation again. Um, if, if we were not um, honest, we could inf grossly inflate that valuation, but we don't do that. We, we have a third party who's going to look over the valuation and he's going to give it the stamp of approval. He may even come back periodically and say, you know, I, I think maybe we, we can make some changes here and we're going to make the changes that, that he recommends. So uh, with that, I, I'm confident that we could handle many business valuations that might otherwise uh, go to a another type of a, a evaluation program. Okay. Well, let's uh let's take this in a little different direction. I want to talk a little bit about the the emotional side attached with a business valuation. And and kind of where I'm going with that is uh, you know, the owner of a company comes and gets a valuation done and uh like your friend, it's it's not what they thought it might be like the older gentleman, I should say. Right. Um, how do, you know, and this is not necessarily specific to BDR, but how do people handle that? And, and then what are, what are their options at that point? I think the biggest challenge is a lot of business owners are, they've, they self-appraise their business based on revenues. And if they're doing a certain level of revenue, they have in their mind that their business has to be worth a certain amount and often they'll use a multiplier that's that's not appropriate as well um, when in fact they need to be using a net profit and this is where we talk about taking you know money out of the business uh, for personal uses but it also is our margins are not where they need to be um, so yes we might be doing four million dollars in revenue but we're only netting um, $100,000 a year. And so when we do the, the valuation, even at five times earnings, that's only $500,000. They see they've got a $4 million business in revenue and only $500,000 in, in value, and they get very discouraged. And so we, we have to walk them through that process as to how that happened and how could it happen. And so it, one of the things that we do with our valuation as well is we do provide a um, a an opportunity to visit with a valuation uh, professional. In many cases, that would be me. And so they're gonna we're gonna deliver the report to them, and then we're gonna get together 
and we're going to go through that report and we're going to talk about the drivers of value and where they're at relative to where they need to be. Because I think a lot of people are going to be very disappointed when they realize their business is worth far less than what they'd hoped it would be worth, especially after 10, 15 years of business. Great. Um, and I, what's interesting about that to me is that it has a coaching aspect to it, which I think is maybe a missing piece for uh, how this has been done in the past, where you, you, you probably in the past you do a business valuation, whether it was with a high level professional or somebody in between or whatever, they would give you the uh, maybe a, a one pager sheet. Here's what we think it's worth. And that's it. And you're you're just left with, okay, well, now what? That is really intriguing to me about you sitting down with them, walking through all the elements and making it an educational process so that uh, that owner can understand, here's why, you know, you have that value. And then here are your opportunities to improve on that. That is, that is way cool. Yeah, Matt, I think one of the one of the key things as well is that uh, typically if a person goes and they and they they get a um, someone to to value the business, they're getting someone who is who does it generically. And so yesterday they were doing a valuation for a dress shop. The day before that they were doing it for a bakery or a gas station, and today they're doing it for a uh, an in-home services company, whether it's HVAC, electrical, or plumbing, and they they don't have the expertise to really guide the the client beyond just giving them the price they they don't have that they don't nor do they want that risk in our case that's what we do that's our business and so for us it it's not only easy to do but we feel it's expected that we're going to show them what can be and the coaching is certainly a great way to do that. So we, whether it's in the short term, we're just going through uh, with a client and explaining in general the things that they can do, or whether it's we get them into a very specific coaching program where we're saying, look, we're going to help you get from 3 million to 16 million. And, and and we can walk you through that. We have the resources to do that. They may choose not to do it, but that's something that something that's unique to BDR that very few valuation companies could ever provide to their clients. Right on. And so I'm going to ask you a somewhat tough question now, Kevin. Um, so if we're, if we're talking about how that company goes from 3 million to 16 million, and, and I know and it's going to be specific to that company most likely, but if we had, if we could generalize for a minute and just say, are there two or three things that, that every business could apply that we got a good real solid chance it's going to help the bit the valuation of that business if they do those things one of the easiest things to do um, technically easy things to do is to increase prices mm -hmm. um, now philosophically that's one of the biggest challenges we have because our clients well maybe on maybe not our clients but in people in the industry in general are very, um, very focused. They're very price focused. They're commodity driven. They view what they do as a commodity. And so they, 
they reject that notion that they can increase the prices because they say they'll price themselves out of the market, uh, which is one of the things that we really work on with our clients saying, no, we, we need to charge fair prices, but what you're charging is below what you need to charge. And let's talk about how to get there. So the, technically the easiest thing for them to do is to increase prices and a 10% increase in price, that full 10% becomes profit because nothing else changes. And so that's the easiest way to do it. The second thing to do is is to implement labor management. Uh, we we really can only produce profits based on the mandates that we apply in the field, and that's our that's our constraining factor in the services industry is people. And so, as we can control and manage that labor and make them more productive and more valuable. Those two things, raising of prices and managing labor, are enormous in changing the value of a company. Okay, and then I like that because that's two things that I I think people can can impact really directly and 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 do that. A um, little different question now, bigger bigger picture. So HVAC industry is that. Um, uh, a good industry for business valuation is that like attractive to to buyers that they they want to purchase companies in HVAC is it not attractive how how does that shake out well it's interesting if you if you could see my face you would have seen a big smile um, because it, the HVAC industry is enormously attractive uh, for many reasons. Uh, but but the foremost reason is is because it is a service that will never go away. Heating and cooling homes, even though the technology may change, heating and cooling a home is not going to go away. And it can't be done from Taiwan. It can't be done from the Philippines. It can't be done from China. It has to be done uh, by an individual um, who is in front of a piece of equipment. Now, yes, we we're getting to the point where we can diagnose things remotely to a point, but it still requires a technical person to do that. And when it comes to the repair or the replacement, an individual has to do it. Because of that, it's very attractive to, to, uh, to a buyer. And a lot of the buyers that are coming into the industry are not from the industry. They're from, uh, other, they're from outside the industry, but they view the industry as being great, having great potential. One of the things that is really key in valuing a business, and this goes in with what we're talking about, is predictability. So uh, if we're going into a restaurant, the reason that we go to the same restaurant over and over again is because the experience is predictable. And the HVAC industry has a huge opportunity to create a predictable outcome every single time through processes and procedures, we can predict the outcome. And if, like any recipe, if we do the same thing every single time, we're likely to get the same result. And if that result is a positive and a profitable result, we've got a, we've got a real good recipe there. And investors and buyers of businesses recognize the HVAC business has a huge opportunity there. It's not an industry that is traditionally well organized. And so it would be very easy for a buyer to come in and say, look, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to establish processes and procedures. I'm going to create recipes, uh, delivery procedures, and I can create that predictability. 
and I can reduce my risk. So it's a, the HVAC industry is enormously popular right now with uh, people who are looking to buy businesses. Okay, and so that that's a, a positive. If you're looking to sell your business, there's going to be some options, but but maybe also a threat too, because yeah, as you said, if people that are experienced business people um, know the process and, and procedure element and can come into our industry and apply it, yeah, they they could really start uh, uh, doing some uh, damage in, in markets that they buy into. Absolutely, which is another reason for the valuation, because we can we can now identify where the opportunities are in our business. I'm not looking to sell my business, but I am looking to create some wealth, some personal value. And so I take advantage of that as well. I look at my own business and I say, okay, I, you know what, I, I think I've got areas I can improve, and especially if I do the valuation and I'm very disappointed with the outcome. I now know the things that I can do to create that for myself. I don't have to sell my business to somebody else to reap the value of a business that's worth $16 million. So I think that's another, another reason why the valuation, and especially with BDR, why that's so valuable because I, I can now do that. I don't need a buyer. Uh, I, can, I can just retire and let the business continue to uh, be a cash cow for me. Yeah, that's really interesting to me because I think about the older gentleman. You know, that that's who it typically comes to mind when when I was before our conversation today. When I thought about business valuations, that that's going to be a gray-haired man or woman ready to sell their business and 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 retire. But it actually could be some up-and-coming young person. They might be in their twenties or thirties with a business and figuring out. How am I going to set this thing up so that, as you said, it can run itself and and still you're reaping the rewards all that way. And, and then maybe you sell it one day. Maybe you just keep it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I really think that that's really the focus we would like to see happen, uh, because I, I believe that uh, when when one of the keys is to build wealth. Uh, and not just in our own businesses, but in our communities. And we do that by by employing people and by uh, buying products from from uh, you know other vendors in our area. And as a young business owner, I have the opportunity to build some wealth. And this is a good way to to create a starting point for that. And so I I'm with you. I believe that you know while. Uh, well, it's okay to do it at the end. I, I don't know that I want to wait to the end to find out my business is worth nothing. Uh, if I'm 68 years old and I find out that my business is only worth $50,000 and I have not have not put anything aside for retirement, I'm in trouble. But if I'm 40 years old and I can see where I'm at, now I can plan. I, 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 can, I can say, look, I want to retire at 50. This is what I need to do to get there. Okay. Now, uh, another question for you. What about uh, an owner's going through this process? Are there, is this something they should announce to the company? Hey, we're going to do a business valuation this week and just letting everybody know that, or is it something they need to keep that closer to the vest? What are, what are the concerns there? 
Well, I, I would certainly recommend they consult with uh, someone before they start announcing that to the to the team. Uh, I, having seen this before, uh, have been involved in several business acquisitions. Um, when when the owner starts saying, "I'm going to get a valuation," uh, the the key employees start getting a little nervous. And no matter what the owner tells them, they're going to assume the worst. And so uh, my my recommendation was keep it close to the vest until uh, until you absolutely have to involve somebody else, uh, because the risk could be um, significant. If if an owner has a good relationship with a service manager and they feel comfortable sharing it with them, that would be their decision. But my recommendation would be keep it close to the vest until you're ready to to actually do something. Okay. Yeah, I think that's uh, important advice for the owners that are are listening to this. Um, now, uh, if someone is thinking about getting a, a valuation done, whether by that high-end professional or or through BDR or some other source, is there some things they should start to prepare I mean, even before they maybe engage with one of those uh, groups um, so they're ready yeah I think I think that they they do want to make sure that they've got um, good financial records uh, that's going to be real key it's very difficult to do evaluation without good financial records and, and tax returns uh, I think they also want to um, psychologically prepare themselves uh, for that uh, you know, one of the things, and this is maybe a, a little bit off the question that you asked, but I think it's an important uh, thing to share, is that as I own a, own a business and I run a business, my customer is the consumer. And my technicians and my installers, my salespeople, they're going out and they're visiting my customers. Well, once I've made the decision to sell my business, they're no longer my customer. They're my product. My customer is the buyer. That's who I'm selling to now. And so the mindset of the owner has to shift from the end user to the buyer. And now I'm thinking about the buyer's mentality. What is the buyer looking for? And so I need to prepare my house for the new buyer. I may need to clean up the warehouse. Uh, I may need to clean up my vehicles. Mm-hmm. I, I may need to, to you know get some some things paid off. I need to find out how many maintenance agreements I have. I've got to document them. Uh, all those things are going to be important. Not that they weren't important before, but now they're absolutely critical because I've got a new customer, the buyer of the business. So those are some things that you'd have to you'd have to change. Certainly, and uh, I, I'm imagining that um, if you engage with a buyer and, and you've done a valuation. Um, they may not take it at at face value. Oh yeah, sixteen million. Well, let let me take a look under the hood and and see uh, what's what's going on. Um, does that happen too? Will will a buyer um, challenge evaluation? Does the buyer do their own valuation? How does that work? I I would assume that the buyer would do their own valuation. Um, that would be part of due diligence, and I would recommend that to anyone who's going to buy a business that they go in and look at things. There, there are things that are not listed, for example, on a balance sheet uh, inventory. 
Uh, many, many businesses have undervalued their inventory. Some have overvalued their inventory. And so we can't take at face value what is on the balance sheet. Uh, we need to do some due diligence. And that's one of the things that we're we're not um, we're not doing as a is a value as a valuation company. We don't have the uh, ability to do that. Uh, is to go in and do that due diligence. That that's one of the reasons why uh, a full business valuation can cost a lot of money. They may send a, an accountant in and spend two weeks going through accounts receivable or accounts payable and uh, trying to determine uh, what's real and what's not. But uh, anyway, I, I don't know if I, if I answered the question or not. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I think you did with that. Uh, uh, it's good for people to know if they're not familiar. It sounds like a buyer is going to do their own valuation. If yeah. you're the seller, you're going to want to do your own too. And then there'll be room in the middle maybe to for that negotiation to to happen yeah and the the beauty of having your own valuation is uh, if the buyer comes in with an extremely low uh, offer you can say you know what i you're not even in the ballpark now we may we may end up settling somewhere between the two mm -hmm. but at least you have a good starting point for where you want to be sure and some something else you said i wanted to to dive into too is really kind of flip this idea of business valuation on its head for me of, you know, normally when I think of business valuation, I think of somebody selling a business. We, we talked about that, but what, what you said, which was really fascinating to me, um, there might be the, a younger person that mm -hmm. goes through this valuation process with their current business, figures out what it's worth and, and kind of where they can go with it. But as they go through that, on the flip side, they're they're actually going to learn about what a buyer's might be looking for, and and they might decide, yeah, eventually I'm going to want to acquire some other businesses, and now I kind of know what to look for where there might be opportunities for me to acquire other businesses because I went through this process. The absolute, absolutely, that's that's exactly um, what happens to a lot of companies that the seller becomes the buyer and they they recognize there are a lot of um, uh, overvalued, well, maybe under undervalued businesses in their market, underperforming businesses, that's the word I was going to use, a lot of underperforming businesses in their market. And they realize they can go in and they can make, you know, small modifications in the business and, and have a big impact on profits. Just like I talked about with pricing. You know, if, if we know we've got a lowball um, uh, competitor in the market, mm -hmm. um, we could go in and say, look, I'm going to acquire that business. And if I increase the prices 10%, uh, I can pay for the business just with the price increase. So, yeah, I, I think that there's things that they learn about what, what goes into valuing a business that would be very advantageous if someone were to, uh, to decide to acquire another business. Got it. Well, Kevin, boy, I feel like you've given uh, everyone, uh, myself included, a lot of great information about business valuation and, and how it can work. Um, I wanted to circle back to one, one thing here before we kind of uh, work our way out of the podcast today, but um, our title for the podcast was Why Every Company Needs a Business Valuation. Can we just uh, circle back to that and and, and speak to why that's the case. And I think you, at some point you mentioned 
maybe what that time frame would be for in general, and then maybe the specific times that people would want to get a business valuation done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the uh, you know the obvious one is I, I want to sell my business. What's it worth? Um, but uh, the next one would be you know I want to sell my business in five years, or or I want to I want to be self-sufficient as an individual in in X number of years. Uh, what do I need to do to get there? And a, a business valuation today would certainly be the starting point for that. Another one would be I'm going to start a strategic initiative, and I want to know. Um, maybe I'm going to go in, I've been in new construction and I'm going to go into service and replacement. Uh, I want to value my business today and I want to see what that's done. One that we we really didn't talk about and, and it came to mind as we were going through this was uh, I may have a management team that I am trying to compensate with a bonus. And I may pull my management team together and say, we're going to value the business today. And then when we when we get to a certain point i'm going to i'm going to bonus the team and so now we've got the team working on increasing the value of the business and they're watching all of the key indicators and the drivers that that that, that increase value so that's important but i if i'm a business owner i think every 5 years i should have my business evaluated i need to know if i'm on the on track again if my if my business has not increased in value significantly in a five-year period, I'm doing something wrong. And it probably means that in five years from now, it's still not going to be worth uh, much more than it is today. Okay. And I thought we were going to close this, Kevin, but you brought up something that I think we need to go into before we leave. So a business valuation, you know, every five years we're talking about. Um what what are the differences between a business valuation and then a business plan and and how do those two things work together good question so a business plan and a business valuation really go hand in hand and typically when we do a business plan we're doing it with the idea that we're increasing value in the business but we don't measure the the increased value of the business. So if I'm going to put together a, a five-year business plan, uh, that would be a good time to do evaluation. I, I, I probably don't need to do it every year, although I may want to, depending on the size of my company. But a business plan typically is the, is the financial aspect of the business, but it can also include those drivers that increase value. For example, uh, hiring uh, managers, having documented processes and procedures, uh, increasing market share, uh, all those things uh, increase the value of the business. So really the two go hand in hand. The, the nice thing about a, a valuation is we can quantify that as to what it does to the, to the value of the business. Got it. Well, Kevin, Thank you so much for, for joining us on the, the podcast today. Any final thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, you, you know, I, I think that uh, if, if, you're, if you're wondering what your business is worth, you've been thinking about that, uh, my recommendation is that you, you talk to someone um, about uh, getting evaluation done. I, I think you'll find that it is as much, as much less expensive than uh, than you're probably thinking. In fact, I my personal feeling is it's a great investment. Uh, it's it's a great starting point 
for for your journey from today going forward. So I would I would strongly recommend that anybody who is even remotely interested in the value of their business at least talk to to, to BDR and ask what we can do to help you understand what the business is worth today and, and how you can take it from here to the to the next step. Well, that's a wonderful finish, Kevin. Thank you again for joining us on the, the podcast and for all our listeners out there. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Prime Resources Podcast.